Happy? Good. With Chris Locke. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happy Good Good Episode. This is 28. 28. Time to set it straight with me, your host, Chris Locke. How are you doing? Thank you for tuning in. We 28 is going to be a relaxathon to the maxathon. And don't turn the podcast off just yet because I said relaxathon to the maxathon. I apologize. I will not say a corny rhyme like that for the rest of the uh, my days. Um, I might slip up and say one. If I slip up and say a corny relaxathon to the maxathon cutesy little uh, rhyme like that, you can come over here and uh, hire an elephant to come and sit on my head until it, uh, you know what would happen. But we're talking about relaxing now, so no violent images of heads exploding underneath elephants' butts. We are in the crunch time. It's almost Halloween. It's almost the U.S. election. There's so much going on, so much spookiness and scariness and uh, intensity out there. And we're going to let it all go this episode, just for a bit, you know, like we do. For those of you just tuning in and you've never listened to Happy Good before, what it is, is I am comedian Chris Locke. I try to do a guided meditation, but I think it gets a little wonky because I've been a comedian for 20 years and the silliness just flows through my blood. So if you actually cut my toes off with a butcher knife, um, what would come out uh, of my toes is not blood, actually, but a ton of uh, laughs, guffaws, titters, ha-ha-has. Um, I would go, what? what are you doing? Don't cut off my toes. Put that knife away. Why are you going to... Please don't cut my toes. Slice. <laughs> Good joke. That's uh, what comes out of my uh, veins instead of um, blood. Well, there's a little Halloween uh, twisty-turny uh, frightmare for you. So... That's just, I know, I know. I want you guys to know that I empathize with you. I sympathize with you. I I love you. You are me. We are all one. We are all one big, great, crazy ball of confusion on this planet and beyond. Who knows what the rest of the universe is like? One episode we had... Uh, a space duck that traveled to a different planet and met a man working alone on a desert planet in a cabin. I don't know if that's really out there. We don't know what's really out there. I mean, too bad Einstein passed away. Too bad Hawking passed away. I mean, they could have kept working on this stuff. I mean, there's other guys doing it, but my God, my goodness, the work is slow, huh? Hurry up and 
Tell us all the answers. Don't you feel that way? The anxiety? Tell us all the answers right now. The mystery uh, creates a quagmire in my life sometimes. Uh, Should I go this way? Should I go that? Should I do this? Should I do that? Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Who am I? Uh, And in the uh, words of Ian Curtis from Joy Division, she's lost control again. Uh, R.I.P. Here we go. The thing is, is that's a positive too. You wouldn't want to live on a planet without magic, without mystery, without, you know, something to always be questioning, something to always be searching for. It's part of the journey of being alive. Uh, If we had all the answers, we'd just be like, you know, a bug, like a beetle walking down the sidewalk being like, well, I'm going to go eat a piece of crap and then go to sleep because that's all the world is. Oh no, I can't find any crap. (laughs) Then it freaks out and has anxiety. So let's do the thing um, where, uh, sorry for saying crap. Is that too crass? I don't know if you and your whole family gather around this podcast uh, by the hearth or by the uh, even the living room coffee table and there are mugs full of hot cocoa with melted marshmallows in the mug and you listen and oh dear honey I'm sorry I I swear I've listened to this podcast before and he never said crap before uh, this is the first one I promise uh, oh yeah, yeah yes I will turn it off and I will put Joe Rogan on uh, he's got an interesting guest uh, apparently a, a man who studies magic mushrooms all his life. His whole life is dedicated to psilocybin and the study of magic mushrooms. I doubt this magic mushroom forager will will say the word crap. You're right, I'm switching it over uh, on my cell phone. Uh, the Wi-Fi is connected to a, a, a you know, a Bose sound speaker and anyways to drink up your hot chocolate I'm switching it to Rogan I had no idea he, this idiot said crap oh now I said idiot are you crying dear you're sensitive so let's start this relaxation uh, vacation with the classic three good Deep breaths in and out. And we do inhale through the nose and we hold it for a long time. My whole thing is um, holding it for a long time in the lungs and expanding it. And a friend and fan from the UK, Lisa, told me, sent me a really nice message saying that this really does genuinely work for her. So if you want to shout out, on my podcast, send me more messages, everybody, on Instagram and Twitter, and tell me if this stuff is actually working for you or not. I was uh, very happy to receive all all your kind messages. Thank you. Shout out. Shout out, Corner. Is that what I should do? Should I start a happy, good show? Shout out, Corner. Shout out, Corner. And then uh, for, on exactly Halloween, I would go, shout out, coroner. Because um, it's scary. A coroner does a scary job. So I'm going to count back from 
three, and then we're going to start the first inhale, long inhale, deep through the nose and out through the mouth. Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one, and inhale. And exhale. Well, for me, that was only one inhale, exhale, and I'm already feeling super different. My blood pressure has dropped. My anxiety has dropped. Let's do another one. Inhale through the nose. Gather up all that anxiety, all that dust, all that negative. Stretch it out and blow it out out of your system. Get out of here, anxiety dust. Get out of here, ang- uh, neurosis fibers, microfibers. We got one more, and then we're off. Okay, ready? Last inhale through the nose. Here we go, deep. Stretch out your lungs. Hold it. And exhale. Personal wind, 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 wind. You just want to get away, don't you? Escape, escape. It's like a ghost. You want to be the ghost that exits your body and looks down at your resting body and goes, Regenerate. I trust you. I love you. I'll be back. But first, I want to float free like a phantom throughout the world. And I want to explore the spirit, the phantom of my body. You know, float through walls. Voop. I just went through a wall. Sometimes life is walls and sometimes life is doors. You remember? But we want to go even past that. And we want to just let our spiritual phantom voop through walls, make it easy float around, float down the hall, the long, 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 long. When you're your own manifestation of your spiritual phantom, everything is a lot longer and distorted, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of like that, uh, what's it called? The German sort of art from the beginning of cinema you know the cabinet of Dr. Caligari what they call that German expressionism type stuff it's all like you're a spiritual phantom and everything in the world that you're in now and your physical body is still 100% healthy we're not talking like oh crap I'm dead 
and your ghost escaped and was like, well, time to find a cigar, and then I'm going to bug Casper for being so damn nice. No. Your body is resting nice, regenerating on your bed or on your couch or in your chair, wherever you're listening to this. I, I, you might, but I highly doubt. I don't know if you listen to Happy Good while you're in the gym pumping iron, but maybe that's the way that your body stays there and you're pumping huge weights, curling huge weights, doing body weight exercises, doing squats. Maybe your body is relaxing and getting stronger and enjoying itself doing that stuff. But you need to relax right now and forget about everything and, and, and be the wonderful, free version of you that you exactly want to be. And you're a spiritual ghost now, floating through everything. And hallways become distorted. They become long and sleek. And you kind of go around through that. And... Uh, up, you know, you kind of, uh, everything like things become taller, things become shorter. It's all kinds of playful. The world becomes playful with you because it knows that you're in a realm of sort of worry free, anxiety free, uh, spiritual freedom. You can be loose. There's no news, there's no people judging. There's no snide remarks, bitterness, uh, you know, just kind of anger, fright. It's just floaty town. When you're a spiritual phantom, the world becomes floaty town. And it's got that German expressionist sort of like vibe to it. Which, speaking of Dr. Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, if you haven't seen it yet, it's a good reference for, you know, these days leading up to Halloween, um, which are very coming very soon. Um, it's kind of spooky. And, of course, like all good films, it's a metaphor for some other stuff. But uh, you are a spiritual phantom floating through Floaty Town, a.k.a. that's what the planet the world is called in this realm floaty town and you float around and uh, you fl like float through everything so say you go outside and a bunch of cars uh, are driving on the road and trucks and you're literally just passing through them um, you go through sort of like a one of those Nissan Rogues that everybody has now. Nissan Rogue. Ladies and gentlemen, the Nissan Rogue. Please sponsor my podcast, Nissan Rogue. And you float through it, and while you're floating through it, it doesn't take long, just a split second, because you're, go you're passing through it while it's going about. Sorry if you're in the States, but... I can't convert to miles that much, but you're going about, you know, 60 kilometers down a road here in Canada, and you float through the Nissan Rogue very quickly, and even in that quick little moment, you can tell that inside that person's Nissan Rogue, 
maybe they eat for a food delivery service. Maybe they or work for a food delivery service. Maybe they got it for themselves, but they've got vegan Jamaican Itao food, which uh, you can smell it and you go, oh, that reminds me. I haven't had that in so long. It's so delicious. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but there's a, a philosophy of... Um, Jamaican, I don't know if it's Rastafarian, I think it might be Rastafarian cooking called Ital. Uh, you know, have you guys ever listened to Lee Scratch Perry? And he sings that song where he goes, Me Ital, me Vital. Uh, vital, it's true. It's delicious vegan Rastafarian cooking. Um, it's got, uh, what's the. It's got like, a, they do like sort of almost like um, noodles mixed with uh, kalu, I believe it's called. Lots of like uh, greens and a sweet potato, stuff like that. Oh, I, you know what? I can't even talk about this right now. To be honest, I'm recording this just before lunchtime. But your spiritual phantom floats through this Nissan Rogue and... Uh, which is also playing reggae on the radio, which is some of my favorite music, right? You just float through quickly, catch a whiff of this vegan uh, Jamaican takeout food that smells incredible, and you just hear this very quickly, like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, don't let them fool ya. And you're like, whoa, okay. And then, but too late, you've already gone through the Nissan Rogue. And then all of a sudden, a big delivery truck goes shoo right through you. And uh, all you see instead of, you know, like boxes of supplies being delivered, like it's like, you know, some sort of office supply delivery thing or whatever, you see actually piles and piles of crystal meth. And you're like, oh, this is like a secret drug dealer hiding all these drugs in the and then the truck is gone and you're out on the other side of the road and you're like should i take the license plate and the truck's gone and you're two things your floaty uh spirit phantom in floaty town is not a narc for one um and also you believe that the way that the world works uh everything will work out your spiritual phantom kind of floats on and you kind of leave that road scene thinking as long as uh, that crystal meth doesn't go in to, to any kids and anyways I can't think about it and you float on you know because you gotta like this is about you relaxing this is about you getting up in somebody else's business and trying to become the uh, police all of a sudden sometimes you gotta let that go and trust that things will work themselves out and now I think that uh, I'm giving bad advice, but I don't know who you are. There might be people that listen to this podcast that go, that think crystal meth should be legal. Why not? It's just as dangerous as a glass of red wine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've definitely drink a lot of red wine, do not smoke a lot of crystal meth. So if you're a fan of my radio broadcast, which I make by myself in my comfy clothes on my bed, write at Happy Good World on Twitter or at Happy Good World on Instagram 
and let me know if you know for sure if crystal meth is pretty much the same kind of buzz as a glass of red wine. Anyways, moving on, your spiritual phantom floats past and goes through a park and all these dogs are running around chasing sticks in the park and their owners are, you know, you're happy to see that the owners are stressed and that you remember that kind of, come back here, Toby, come here, Coco, Coco, Quincy, come back, Quincy, come back, Muffin, Muffin, listen to me, you know, like, they're always kind of like, the dog's never fully doing exactly what the the dog owner wants and you look at their stress and anxiety about trying to control basically a a beast and you go oh yeah i'm glad i'm not doing that right now i'm glad i'm free and then you all of a sudden all these dogs quincy coco muffin biscuits rex whatever um they all jump through you and you feel the dogs go through you for a sec and uh not gonna deny it i know this is about you relaxing and having a good time and thinking about positivity and everything but you get a good whiff of dog if you catch my d um while all these dogs jump through you at the park that you're floating through in floaty town but since everything's distorted, you know, like, uh, these dogs can jump really high and they jump through you. And and another beautiful thing about the park is the trees are very long and crooked. I mean, to be honest, it might be almost the Halloween-y season that's speaking for me, but I almost picture, like, an earlier Tim Burton-y kind of, uh, you know, like, 80s style Tim Burton tree design where it's like you know with Danny Elfman music is playing while you look around the park like or something and then uh, by the way I heard that uh, Tim Burton made problematic comments lately on social media regarding the casting of his movies uh Screw you, Tim Burton. Lighten up. Be a cool guy. Don't be a lame, weird, sheltered Hollywood moron that gets lost in a bubble and uh, doesn't know how to uh, talk to uh, civilization. Hate that crap. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. Like, so that is kind of now we're like your floaty spiritual floaty town is basically like early Tim Burton forest now and uh, you're floating around there and uh, it's very Tim Burton-y, which uh, is, to be honest, it's influenced by the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It's all coming together, kind of like uh, visuals. Let me... uh, So it's dark, and there's purples, and there's kind of like black and whites, and I don't know how you guys feel about... um, that kind of vibe 
if you want to be like, no, no, it's kind of cheesy because it's like, you know, it's like teen goth type of stuff. But you know what? Oh, guess what? If this wasn't sounding, if this podcast episode wasn't sounding tight at this exact moment, it's because I just Googled the cabinet of Dr. Caligari and you want to learn something on Happy Good this episode? It was German Expressionist cinema. I was right. I called it German Expressionism. I'm so, I'm such a cinephile. So let's be honest. Tim Burton is clearly influenced by German Expressionism and probably Robert Smith and The Cure, who I've been listening to a lot of lately. So now this episode is influenced by that. Um, I would like to say that if any of you listening are fans of The Cure, you're basically... In, but there's no stress to, stress attached, there's no anxiety, but you're basically your spiritual phantom floating through the song A Forest by uh, The Cure, you know? Uh, like... You know? My apologies because I realize that me beatboxing The Cure is probably really clashing badly with Drew Smith's wonderful music. But I just want you to stay in this zone. I hope this is uh, as relaxing as possible. You're a spiritual phantom in floaty town. And it's like Tim Burton-esque, German Expressionist, dark forest, long crick, crook, creek, cronky trees, sort of like bending like they almost have joints, you know what I mean? But don't picture joints in the trees, that's a little but they're jagged. So the tree trunk juts up to the left a little bit juts up straight a little bit and then juts up juts over to the right a little bit and then the long, crinkly you know, Ichabod crane riding through the sleepy hollow forest uh, branches kind of like design you know the Disney Sleepy Hollow design those branches reach down and they're surrounding you but if you look back it seems kind of creepy because you're like oh these trees are coming out to reach me and grab me and uh, rip me to pieces like the trees from the evil dead but no if you look back and take a glance the trees are kind of like the way that they're crooked and cranked and their branches uh, reach over you. Uh, bird's eye view, they're making like a heart shape out of the crooked, knotty branches and, and jagged tr- uh, s- sticks. <laughs> How look at that. You're in like a wo- giant wooden heart if we could see you from a bird's eye view. And there's all these dogs running around you and you're floating free and you've got the memory of the delicious Jamaican takeout food. You've got the, you know, you're worried about where that crystal meth is going, but maybe now that you think about it, it could have been undercover cops just coming from a bust and a bad guy was going to sell that stuff to like high school kids And so that actually evens out a little bit. I have no idea why there are drug dealers in floaty town realm. But I guess if you look at the way that the whole world goes as far as we know already, it's very hard to get away from that stuff. Um, But it's beautiful. You're standing there in kind of like 
yeah, like a sleepy hollow kind of dark, crooked uh, forest, but you're free and you feel light and the breeze blows through and the autumn leaves do that sort of spiral on the ground and they spiral up and they make shapes, these beautiful auburn, uh, red, uh, dark, orange, sort of pumpkin-colored leaves spiral around and make different shapes because the breeze is playing with them. So they make the shape of, like, a cat's head, and then the mouth on the cat's head made out of leaves opens, and the wind even makes a sound that's like, and uh, you're like, this is wild, you know? And then it blows away. And then all of a sudden, uh, the leaves make the shape of a giant killer whale. Sir, uh, not killer whale, but like a giant white whale. But it's not white because it's color of leaves. A giant whale breaching uh, over, out of the ocean water and then splashing back into a splash. And all of this is made of leaves. So the leaves blow in the breeze like a whale has just splashed back. And then uh, it's Moby Dick because you see the le- a, a ship made out of autumn, blowing autumn leaves sail on and a tiny little uh, leaf is all crooked up and twisted to make the shape of an Ahab type character and there she blows and then the leaves blow away and then you remember that you read recently that Moby Dick was actually uh, a coded book about Herman Melville's undying uh, attraction and love for the other writer Nathaniel Hawthorne and how Ahab's uh, ongoing quest and yearning to catch the white whale but it's something that will just never happen because it's too uh, uh, incredibly hard and you realize that it's a love story about Melville expressing that he could never in his day and time and I just read this online. It might not be true, uh, but it sounds like uh, in the time that they were living and writing as peers, it would not be allowed to have a gay relationship. So there you go. Think of Moby Dick as an elaborately complex and beautiful and rich love story and love note by the author. The leaves blowing in the... Floaty Town Forest Park did that for you. They illustrated that story. And you're just like, wow. I mean, the cat head was neat because it made the meow sound, but this was even extra elaborate, if you will. And you're feeling good. Next thing you know, the wind takes you, your spiritual phantom, and floats you back quickly, quickly in a very, like, a fun ride. Almost like it just strapped a seatbelt on you and went whoosh, like you're on a roller coaster through the sky, through the trees, through the street, back over the street. And there you are again, looking at your resting, real living body in the realm that we are in now. And it's on the couch or the bed or the chair, wherever you are in mid squat. And you feel great. You feel relaxed like you should. You feel special and beautiful like you should. And you sink back down into this living organic body. And you bring it back to life. And you arise excited for the rest of the day and the rest of the week. 
and the rest of your time because there's so much out there you can do and love and enjoy and there's no time to do it uh, than right now after a quick visit to Floaty Town. So thank you very much. That's where I'm ending it today. Floaty Town. Um, thanks so much for listening. Gonna do the regular stuff. Instagram and Twitter is at Chris Lock World. Please follow. Let's get this going. Go on iTunes and rate the podcast. Leave a nice review if you so desire. Um, right now in Canada, the podcast uh, is featured, I believe, on iTunes, maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, no. Maybe I'm thinking of me and Sean's albums. Sean Cullen and I have two albums out now. We riff together as these characters called Tony and Keith. Tony and Keith in Nature has been out since September, but starting today when I record this, which is a few days before you hear it, Tony and Chris and Sean are Tony and Keith in horror is out streaming services and purchase online wherever you can please purchase it give us dough we're comedians in the pandemic um but this one is a mini album it's 26 minutes long three tracks i wholly love each track we sat down and recorded a ton of stuff these are our favorites they really make us laugh. They may really make us have a great time. Please listen to, love, and promote, if you feel so generous, the Tony and Keith albums uh, by me and Sean Cullen. They really are a work of love and uh, laughter and joy. And uh, I have a Patreon, of course, for Happy Good. Uh, we've got some new stuff coming this week as well. Oh, actually, it might be the week. You'll, it'll probably be out by the time you listen to this. Another interview and a nighty night and uh, more stuff coming. So it's Happy Good World on Patreon. $5 a month if you want to hear the bonus interviews. Uh, $10 a month if you want to hear the bonus interviews and the monthly Nighty Night Sleep Aid episode. And then there's an extra tier that is uh, stuff is coming that I'm working on. I say that all the time, but I'm not good at creating gear. So I'm just going to say it. If you guys know a really good... Um, decently priced person who makes gear like hats and uh especially t-shirts please let me know uh i'm at chris lock world on twitter and at chris lock fun on instagram that was a lot of promo so thank you so much for listening thanks to sonar thanks to drew smith and uh thanks to all of you uh get out there feel that nice autumn breeze hug a tree look up at the beautiful sky and uh, stay free. Thanks a lot. Talk to you again. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. <laughs>